we got Troy Rank uh, on uh, hold with us, and we'll tag him in. He's on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline presented by Rocks Heating and Air. Troy, uh, wow, what a game. A game that, man, there, there was a lot to it. It, it felt like the game was drunk uh, in some cases. Uh, the defense played lights out. There was a, a craziness at the very end. I mean, wh- where do you want to start here? Well, listen, they need not apologize for any road win, especially against a team that opened the year as a Super Bowl contender in a very hostile environment. Could they have done better offensively? Absolutely. But they're still playing complimentary football at times, even with all the issues on special teams. You got Marvin Mims picking up that group to you know improve field position. Defensively, they've just gone takeaway mad. You've had nine takeaways in two games. You win the takeaway battle in the NFL, and mostly in most football games, you're going to win the game. And they did that. They did just enough offensively. They got stuff to clean up. But what impressed me most being there is during the week, guys talked about, you know, there's this idea after beating Kansas City, they had turned a corner and that they have a chance to reframe expectations for their season. Knowing full well, no one would take that seriously unless you're able to somehow beat Buffalo. But there's a belief in the locker room amongst the players now. The buy-in is really starting to take root. And to do it against the Bills, to do it against the Chiefs, it's not like you just beat you know the Panthers uh, back-to-back. I mean, they've done something now that they haven't done in years They broke a seven-game losing streak on Monday Night Football. They broke a 16-game losing streak against the Chiefs. So now it feels like the weight of history is finally starting to get lifted as this team moves forward. Troy, the drama at the end of the game with the field goal, what what do you make of all that? Yeah. Well, listen, Sean Payton talked about it today. He said that he didn't feel like it was rushed, that if you have 27 seconds, it's plenty of time, and that – they had time to do it, and in some ways, he described it like basketball. Phil, if you have ten, you get the ball with ten seconds left to make a game-winning shot. You know, some coaches want to call a play, stop, time out. Here's what we're going to do. Another one, just just go play. And mm. some, and his thinking was, just go play. It means you think less. You just run out there and kick because they've had they had trouble with the operation all night in terms of yeah. a miss, a clanked extra point, and then Riley Dixon just dropped the snap. Uh, on one of them. And so that was his thinking on it. I actually agree with that. I, I mean, again, he knows the math better than I do in terms of getting his team on and off the field for a kick. Being there live, it didn't feel rushed. They were definitely ready on the sideline. It wasn't like, you know, Hackett last year when you're looking over and it's a clown show and people are guessing. They knew exactly what they were going to do. He just missed the kick. I was in the, I was standing in the end zone, the opposite end zone. When he kicked, I mean, the snap, everything was good about it. He just missed the kick. So I didn't have any issue with that. Now, they got lucky. The Bills, you know, just completely dissolved before our eyes mm. with a stupid 12 men on the field penalty. And, they, you know, they're mad about that. That's a penalty. And the, the interference call on Judy, it's interference. Yeah. That's yeah. going to get called 10 times out of 10 when a guy comes back to the ball. So, I, if again, if I'm the Broncos, I smirk at all that because I, literally as somebody who's been in every one of their games during these last seven years, 90% of those calls have gone against Denver, and in yes. part because you're a bad team and you allow yourself to be vulnerable to bad calls. But they, again, need not apologize for getting a call on an interference, which was a clearly, it's not a controversial call, it was interference. And the operation of them running that on and they missed the kick, I don't blame Peyton on that because watching it live, it didn't feel rushed. Troy, what was Russell Wilson's uh, role in, in yesterday's win? He managed it, Zach. He's just not turning the ball over. 
he's, he's really efficient. Do they need more from him? Yes, at times they're going to need more. At some point, teams are going to start stacking the box. I've said this. This identity of the offense is bully ball. We're going to run it. We're going to run it down your throat, see if you can stop us. The Bills really couldn't. You know, the Broncos could have run it better, but as Phil knows, they ran it enough yeah. to keep the offense on the field at times. They were decent on third down at times. Russ is going to have to start making more plays at some point because they're going to take away the run. But, I mean, the guy's on pace for 34 touchdowns and eight picks for the season. Yep. Does he still have some weird situational lapses, especially end of half, you know, getting sacked? Yes, he does. But he makes a play like the one he made to Cortland Sutton. That is 100% Seattle Hall of Fame Russ. The probability of that catch, what was it, 3.2% on next-gen stats, the lowest-ranked touchdown catch since 2016 that that ball would be completed. And Cortland made an unbelievable catch. But that's an unbelievable throw. Yes. I mean, that's the Russ I watched in Seattle, like this modern-day Roger Staubach. And he's not there yet. But you'd be hard to argue with metrics. And even the eye test, is he, isn't he? is he a top-ten quarterback right now? He might be 10th, 11th. But I watch a lot of NFL. The fact that he's taking so good care of the football immediately moves him up in the conversation. Because you watch with Josh Allen. Anyone would want Josh Allen's talent. He can't stop turning the ball over. And the modern NFL is turnover averse. If you win the turnover battle, you're going to win most games. Now, at some point, if they're going to go on some crazy run, Russ is going to have to make more plays. But what I've made of it is he is finding his fit with a run-based offense where then he makes enough plays off of it. He's going to have to continue to grow in that regard. But, again, he played well enough for them to win. They should have won by more. I agree with you, Zach. But the bottom line is they found a way to win a game that over the last seven years they lose nine or ten out of ten times. Troy, with all the drama going on with Vance Joseph at the beginning of the season and everybody wanted to fire him, and now all of a sudden he's looking like a genius, could this possibly be one of these situations where he could end up having a head coaching job yet again? Whoa! I think he's going to get a shot to be a head coach again. I don't know okay. if it'll be after this season. I just don't know. That's hard to predict. But here's what I admire about Vance Joseph. After the Dolphins debacle, which is a debacle by any definition, any metric, the worst game Denver has ever played defensively in franchise history. They allowed 10 touchdowns in that game. The Jets have scored eight touchdowns on the season. So understand, (laughs) it's historically bad by any franchise. But all Vance Joseph did was stay the course, remain calmer than a lagoon, and every player to the man has told me, the way he handled the adversity, the criticism, the vitriol, forced them into introspection of, man, if this guy can stay like this, he's not pointing fingers, he's not blaming us, mm. he's saying, here it is, we got to go execute it. If he can stay like that, i got to do my job. I, if he has that much confidence that he's not throwing guys under the bus, yes. like most coaches would in that situation, and he believes in us that way, then we need to believe and it's, I, I know it sounds hokey to people that don't live in the sports world, but it's translated. I'm telling you, they appreciate the fact that he's level, he's even keel, he gives them a game plan, and it kind of puts it back on them to take ownership. And, of course, putting Purcell in a defensive tackle help. Jaquan yes. McMillan, I've told you, Phil, he yes. reminds me of you, except yes. as a cornerback, the way he plays the position. And you've got Justin Simmons healthy. You've got Baron Browning on the outside. There's reasons they're playing better. But give Vance Joseph credit for setting the tone that I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to point fingers. We can figure this out. 
and they got rid of Gregory. They got rid of Clark. They just kind of so basically cleansed the room in a way. Here's who, here's our guys. Here's what it's going to look like. I'm going to, tr- I'm going to trust you. Trust me. And I'm telling you, they've taken ownership of it and it's paid off. They have the best defense in football, basically the last month of the season. Mm. Troy, uh, one minute or less. Yesterday was the best win for the Broncos since when? Super Bowl 50. Wow. I like hey, it. What other one? What adds the Saints when Justin and Will Parks went crazy with that play? But that play ended with them going two and four and missing the playoffs. Right. At Dallas with Vic Fangio. How about them Cowboys? Vic Fangio, smartest coach ever. That was a huge win on the road. Breaking the streak against Kansas City. That was it. But this was on the road on Monday yes. night against Buffalo, a team that had to have that game if you look at their schedule. Yeah. That's why I think now it will clearly be that win, Zach, if they end up going nine and eight or, you know, even ten and seven. If they were somehow falter the way out, then it looks like a hollow cotton candy, empty calories victory. Yeah. For now, the context for me, it's their best win since Super Bowl fifty. Thanks, Troy. You got it. All right, there he goes, Troy Rank, our Denver 7 Broncos insider presented by Rocks Heating and Air.